1: Welcome to episode 20 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host. Mr. Blasco and I am excited to be here today as always I am joined by my good friend the co-host from the other coast a record label owner fellow artist manager and Michael Fassbender's stunt double Mr. Mike
0: Mowry. Damn I'm gonna have to send a clip of this to a dear friend of ours who is madly in love with uh, Michael Fassbender (laughs) and just say you know what my boy Blasco he understands it Get it as well. Nice compliment. Thank you very much, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. In the
1: last episode uh, was part one of this two-part discussion where we covered the musician side of how to break big and become famous. It was a really fun episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, we dig into the marketing side. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental.
0: So Mike, what is new in your world? Man, you know, you ever heard of a spring cold? It's like, what the F? Got a little bit of sickness. I don't know if you can hear it, a tad congested, but something's going around. So if want a tad bit under the weather, but powering through, you know how we do. Nothing nothing stops for rock and roll. So just get up five minutes later and take, take a bit of meds and keep on keeping on. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, man. I am preparing to go on tour. I leave tomorrow, and I'll tell you. No matter, you know, I've I've gone on tour many, many, many times, right? And no matter how much I plan in advance of packing, you know, I got to make sure that I do X, Y, and Z on my to-do list. It doesn't matter. Like, no matter how much. The last two days before I leave is fucking chaos. (laughs) It's just, it just like, it just doesn't end. Like, I feel like I'm going to be up for 48 straight hours to do everything that I need to do before I split for three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because here at Outer Loop, between both management and we're pretty hands on when it comes to participating in rollout strategies and plans for both releases and tours and everything else, as well as on the label side where, you know, we've got a lot of you know, we're we're signing new artists and doing the same thing. We always talk about that. And if you listen to Omars the Spot, which is you know the podcast that I do with Susie and Lance at the company, we we talk about this all the time. Like, no matter how much you prepare, <laughs> inevitably <laughs> it does come down to those last like forty eight hours to just like scramble and get it all done. So I feel your pain, brother. But stoked for you to get out there and um get back to playing and I'm excited that you know we're going to we're going to do the next few episodes with you out on the road as we discussed just a minute ago you're going to turn 21 next week and you'll do it on the road in in true rock and roll fashion
1: yeah man i mean you know, I think it'll be cool to do it from the road, you know, keeping it real with the kids. So I dig it. So we'll, we'll figure all that out, but that'll be fun. Anyway, so moving on to the episode, I asked the internet the obvious question. How does a band break and become famous? We all know there is no simple answer to this. However, successful people do have habitual similarities that have been theorized as the foundation for their success. So... It stands to reason that perhaps there are reoccurring themes and actions that can be found in successful bands that can be reverse engineered for a new generation. Maybe, maybe not. So part two of how do bands break out and become famous? According to Matt O'Dowd, a self-proclaimed band dude, songwriter, and composer, the answer is not easy, but attainable. He writes... Be extremely good at marketing and relationships. Some ways to achieve this. Number one of six become friends with people involved in music, bookers, band dudes, bar owners, journalists, music fans, etc. Friends will help each other out come out to shows, make introductions, emailing MP3s to
0: strangers is largely a waste of time. I mean, first, let me back up. Yeah, be extremely good at marketing and relationships. Yeah, I mean, duh, that's really easy. But no, I mean, I like these specifics and Again, before we hit record today, you and I were sort of talking about just being involved in a lot of things. I was mentioning, you know, there's a number of acts that I'm developing. Maybe they're going into album two um, in the coming year. You know, Tooth Grinder comes to mind, Ghostbath is out, and they just announced a great tour with Decapitated and Thy Art Is Murder, you know, and a number of other bands. And part of being involved with all of these bands allows me to have a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people. And part of that is, I absorb a lot of info that they give me. You and I both know just as we did before we hit record, we spend a good 5 or 10 minutes catching up. You know, that's how this podcast originated was you and I would talk to each other each week anyways. So now we spend an abbreviated time on that. And so the whole bigger picture to that is it is relationships. And if you're friends with people involved in music, I mean, how many times have you and I gotten you know, and I talk about this in, in Outer Loop Coaching, our 60 Days to, to Signable. It's So much of it. it is about referrals. If a band calls me up and says, yo, you should check out this band, or you know what, I was just talking to this guy in this band, and he really has a level head, I think you should talk to him, or a promoter, or an attorney, or anyone. I mean, this is very, very, very sound advice. Look, I mean, relationships, now
1: more than ever, I mean, I feel like in the job workplace, in general right of like there's a company looking to fill a position right and are they going to sift through a bunch of resumes from people they don't know or are they going to take a referral from someone that they do know right and take that more seriously like is a person going to get that gig that has a referral or a good resume By my, you know, by my accounts, it's like, it's going to be the, it's going to, the relationship is going to win over the resume. For instance, I got a call from someone yesterday looking to fill a spot in a band. There may be capable people technically, you know, wise that would be very capable for this gig, but I guarantee you the person that's going to get that gig is someone that had the best referral, whether it's my referral or someone like me, but that's who's gonna. That's who's gonna get that gig. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: completely. Uh, if I think back to you know Ice Nine Kills when I picked them up, uh, my buddies were booking a club in Northern Virginia, Jax, which finally, with then then became Empire, and Ice Nine Kills was on the touring circuit, and they came through. You know, every six months to a year, and those guys would always tell me, man, they sounded fantastic, you know, and there was a core group of kids that were there, you know, to see them. And, you know, once they sort of gave that validation, I of course went in and did my homework and of course had conversations with the band and everything, you know, led to where it is now. But I don't think if they had given that seal of approval because I, I know that they were booking bands every night. They're seeing tons of bands that come through that are on that level that aren't prepared, that aren't professional, and lo and behold, that's you know what allowed us to have you know to get that introduction. So, you know, you and I are here and we're chatting a lot about what tips and tricks work for bands that are starting out, the newbies, you name it. I mean, this does work across the board because as you grow, you know, many a times you and I have seen, we will put developing artists out with a major artist. And even if it doesn't make the most sense genre-wise, we're just trying to get them in front of national promoters. Because we know once national promoters see the bands that you and I have vouched for, they're going to report back to other promoters, other agents, you name it. So very, very, very sound advice on this one.
1: Yep. Number two, develop a local following of people who like your music. This does not have to be a huge group of people, but if you invite a journalist to come check out your show, it should feel exciting when people are dancing and singing the words that
0: excitement is contagious yeah I mean not really much to to dive too deep into here of course developing a local following is something that everyone can and should be trying to do. I think he would be you know better to state a little bit better you know a little bit more as to how to do that, and we've talked about that in in previous episodes, um but you know i mean yeah you if you're going to invite somebody out and it is key to invite you know integral players within the industry to come see you, you want to make sure that they're going to see something that you know really uh impacts them
1: as a quick example, me being an industry guy in this scenario i've been to shows to see a band and it's like let's say it's a local band and there's say 20 people there Right. And like and so comparatively, I went to go see a band that had 20 people that were obviously their friends, etc. cetera, that were kind of just standing there and tolerating it and being supportive. And that was all cool. And and no matter, you know, I mean, I'm sure the band was 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 throwing down pretty hard, but there's no no real electricity in the room. Right. And then conversely, I went to go see a band play some warehouse party thing or whatever. Same kind of vibe. Twenty people there. However, These 20 people, I remember one guy went up and picked up the trash can and like dumped it in the pit and threw it at some other dude or whatever and like – and then like jumping off the stage and like some other dude punched some other dude in the face or whatever. You know what I mean? And it was like – it was like the, sh- the show, like the band was playing, but like the- these 20 people were like part uh, of, uh, of the band. And it was like, it was a thing. And I walked away from it going like, man, that was fucking awesome. But to, to his point, that it-, it doesn't have to be a big group of people. But if you can electrify a group of small people, an industry person like myself could potentially see the big picture there.
0: You now, real quick, does it need to be a group of small people or a small group of people? <laughs> <laughs> a small group of people. Uh, number
1: three, develop a quote unquote story. Something that makes it really easy to talk about your band. Two twin sister lesbians singing harmonies? Cool. The band met in a bar fight? Cool. This guy's sleeping with the Hearst daughter? Cool.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up the the guy sleeping with the Hearst daughter. I mean, congratulations! You ever been up to Hearst Castle up in uh, you know? I've not. I oh, have not. dude, you got to do yourself a favor. Get in your car, drive north. I think it's um, it's up the one somewhere, but it's pretty yeah. sweet. I've done a day tour there, and it was really epic. But uh, we're in an, an age, I mean, of storytelling. I mean, we're doing a podcast in some senses. Most podcasts are some form of storytelling. You know, we talk about the things that have influenced us that bring us to this place where we're even capable of giving advice to, you know, people starting out. And those are our stories. You know, that's what makes us who we are. And the fact that, you know, you've got a nice history and I've got, you know, a somewhat sketchy history, but relatively nice, makes it so people actually care and want to tune in. So thank you to all you loyal listeners for doing that. But That's part of it. If we didn't have any sort of story that went with it, nobody would even pay attention to this. And that's the same thing that bands have to think about. You got to look at what you can accentuate. And if you don't have a story, um, (laughs) make one up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you make one up. Um, it reminds me when I was in the hardcore band Good Clean Fun, um, and our singer was was writing our bio, you know, which was of course a joke. We didn't need a bio, but at some point, I guess, you know, when we were we did pretty well in Europe, and people were requesting a bio, and he wrote it out, and you know, he mentioned like you know whatever guitar player's name, and then in in parentheses well in bold he put like a famous band name you know like let's say gorilla biscuits because that would be one that would you know resonate within the the same um world that we were in but instead of saying like he was in gorilla biscuits he just put gorilla biscuits in bold and then afterwards put fan so like the guy was a gorilla biscuits fan which i just thought was like really you know, a very clever and unique way of trying to, to drop that name in there. I'm not saying that should be what all of you out there in loyal listener land should do, but think of ways that you can tell your story, and if you don't have one or you don't think you have one yet, think of ways that you can start to build one.
1: Yep. Moving on. Be kind to people. Real rock stars are not assholes. They have a presence that makes those around them feel special and energized.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this is always sound advice, and you know, I think you run into some some issues at times. I find, you know, sometimes I find this in myself, and sometimes I find it in artists that I work with. They're so passionate about what they do, and they're so hungry for success that occasionally they they lose sight of. Yeah, I mean, some of these simple fundamentals. So agreed, especially in this day and age, no one's got time for assholes. And if you really are capable of making those around you feel special and energized, that goes so much further than alienating people and making them feel ostracized.
1: I remember doing uh, an OzFest Somewhere late 90s, early 2000s, or something, or whatever, right? And I remember there being a real like line in the sand between the main stage bands and the second stage bands. Right. And I, you know, and at this point, like I I think I had like very like, you know, wide open eyes to the situation. I was like, Holy fuck, man, like black Sabbath and like, you know, like all these other like bands, you know? And, and and I was like, Oh, it's cool. And then like, but everybody on the main stage was like super cool. And like, would take photos and hang out. and And I remember like, the bulk of the second stage bands were assholes like they were they just had like this sort of chip on their shoulder like something to prove and and uh and just a real shitty like attitude like ego thing like they were pretending that they had to be something that they weren't and none of those bands are around anymore <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> a, you know there's like a quote here where he says real rock stars are not assholes and For the most part, man, like from my experience, I agree. Real rock stars that I've met have always been super cool. And the assholes that I've met in this business are like dudes that think that they want to be rock stars, but they think that they have to act like an asshole about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just so tough. Like people view so much of this as competition. And, you know, I even see it within the the circles that, that we travel. And again, I'm I sometimes have to keep myself in check. You see what other people have. Sometimes you want it and don't think that they're necessarily deserving. And so instead of being appreciative that, you know, someone from your group is is breaking out and getting more notoriety and more attention, you become resentful. So especially since so many of the people listening to this are developing artists and growing artists, you got to remember that, you know, just because somebody else gets an opportunity or has some success doesn't mean that you know, it's not going to come for you. You just have to focus on what you can do and do best, which again, if, if his, I think we would both agree with him, you know, it's, it's being kind and, and making people feel special instead of, you know, making them feel ostracized.
1: Yep. Number five, use the internet with expertise And keep in touch with fans and contacts. Always have something new to talk about.
0: Again, I think this is one we could go off for six more podcasts and talk about how using the internet with expertise is actually done. Uh, That said, the keeping in touch with fans and contacts, that's engagement. Um, There are many, many, many tools that many artists use. And the ones that I see do it the best do it. In a very genuine fashion, and do actually engage with their fans. It's not just an information dissemination device uh, or platform. It's something that you can utilize to, you know, communicate with your fans. I always find it funny when artists are developing and they're just like, "Well, what, what can we do?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, for the next hour, get on the internet." And start engaging with your fans (laughs) ask them questions probe if they've sent you a message ask them how their day is who cares it's just like if we were at a you know an industry event and you and i didn't know anybody we wouldn't just stand there you know with our backs against the wall looking at each other saying well what should we do we would do what you and i have learned how to do we'd go introduce ourselves to people shake their hands And inevitably, you know, get pulled into some great conversations. That's what you can do. I mean, that's the beauty to me of all of these social platforms. It gives you a place to actually engage with your fans from the power of your laptop or your phone, wherever you may be, whenever you want to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, expertise is a a big, scary word. Um, But let's let's break this down into a couple of real uh, simple um, tips here. 1. on social media, be consistent. Don't don't post like once on a on a Monday and then don't post the rest of the week and then make like five posts on the following Tuesday. Be consistent with whatever that is. If it's once a week, once a day or whatever, be consistent with your with your posting. A. B. engage. This guy's saying and like Mike's saying, engage. Ask questions, answer if they're commenting on a post. Answer their questions, engage with them, give them a fucking thumbs up emoji or whatever. So be consistent and engage. I think, you know, for starters, it's like it doesn't have to be expertise, man. Like those two out of the gate will, I think, probably cover a lot of ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to my old uh, adage that I talk about it all the time and probably haven't dropped on this podcast in quite some time. Great content done consistently, like you're saying, over time is what leads to growth and success. So that's something that on the internet you know, and the social platforms is no truer words have been spoken.
1: Yes. Number six, work hard and be patient recognize that this will likely take a long time and that there is no such thing as an overnight success.
0: Yeah, I mean, that seems to be a recurring theme in everything I've talked about in recent weeks and months and most of this year is really understanding that things do take time. Patience is a virtue and something that I find a lot of artists have, have trouble with if you can really wrap your head around it, and I think a part of that is a lot of artists see where they are and they only see, you know, one long-term goal, whether it's, you know, selling out an arena or more realistically, you know, getting on a major tour or, you know, playing the warp Tour, or whatever it may be, and they fail to celebrate and reflect on the really small but measurable intermediate successes that come in between there. And that's one of the things that, you know, again, I remind myself frequently and have to remind the artists that I work with. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And if we happen to be the exception, which would be something being an overnight success, even though that doesn't exist, instead of the rule, which is something taking years and years and years, that's awesome. But recognize that nine times out of 10, if not more, you're going to be the rule.
1: Yep. And look, he he concludes this article in this way. And just to recap, this is a two-part podcast. First part was about the musician side of breaking out and and being successful. And this episode was about the marketing side of of breaking out and being successful. And we covered a lot of topics here and threw out a lot of tips. Anyway, he concludes this way. And if any of this seems like a hassle, go to medical school instead. You will help people, earn the respect of your community, make nice money, and never have to worry about a job. Music is high risk. You are almost guaranteed to fail. Many are called, almost none are chosen. But if you can make it work, it's one of the greatest adventures ever. And look, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with him that it is a lot of hard work, but it is an awesome adventure, man
0: yeah and I think that's a huge part of any of it. One of the things that I've had to to learn throughout the years is to understand it's a process and you know appreciate the journey. Like there are ups and there are downs. and even if you're a doctor and you're you know in a great profession and you've got a great job, there's ups and downs there as well. So if this is something that you truly love and something that you know you really want to make happen, get on the horse you know saddle up as we would say and and enjoy the scenery while you're you know hopping over the mountains which is beautiful as well as when you're driving or you know trotting through the frickin' cornfields of nebraska where there is beauty but it might not be as apparent yep
1: thanks everyone for tuning in again we'll be back here next week in the meantime you can find me on twitter and instagram at Blasco 1313 we encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco@gmail.com. at gmail.com because hey people we do the show for you consider it a tool for understanding this ever so challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts?
0: I'm really excited that we are 20 episodes deep. Congratulations to you. Um, And you. It's like looking at the really small things. We've made it thus far. We made the commitment to doing this and being consistent. And we've been able to do that through, you know, the various schedules, conflicts that two busy men in the business living on opposite coasts have. So... Congrats to both of us and thank you to all of our loyal listeners. If you are listening for the first time, please find us on your listening, your preferred podcast listening application and rate us and review us. And don't hesitate to tell a friend. Blasco and I are both relatively active on Twitter and Instagram. And as he indicated his handles before, I am at O'Loop. So without further ado, I say... Have a great time on the road, Mr. Blasco. Uh, looking forward to hopefully crossing paths while you're out there. And looking forward to uh, our 21st birthday.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you and thank everybody. Peace. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
0: This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of
1: George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince.
0: It's a new podcast series.
1: About how they died, why they died. Feeling understood.
0: And it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now.
1: That feeling.
0: That feeling.
1: It's coming soon from Crowd Network.
0: Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.